0: Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I want to share something right up front before I get blasted about it, so. All right, we have a ministry team meeting on uh, Thursday night in uh, something... I knew they were going to do this to me, so I'm just going to jump on you right now. We had a ministry team meeting Thursday night. went real well, got over there, everything's good, everybody's here. And I sit down, before I know it, I don't know why, but their cat jumps right in my lap. I knew they were going to, I knew it, I, I knew they were going to do that today. See, I knew it, I knew it. Oh, man, if you're visiting today, I have a thing with cats, and uh, you know, it's just me. And all of you are just so nice at Christmas. All the cards you sent me with cats on it and everything. So anyway, so <laughs> I thought about that the last few days. I knew you guys were going to give me that. But anyway, so that being said, I want to share this with you. Um, we had a great meeting uh, with our ministry team, so I want to go over this real quick before we look and finish this series on on uh, angels. Uh, it's hard to believe the end of March will be our ninth anniversary of the church, and on that Sunday, we're going to take a special one-time offering, which, as I shared a couple weeks ago, I, I want to say this again because I know if you have every couple weeks, you hit or miss, you don't have the same group of people, that I humbly want to say that since we've had <clears throat> the church start, that because the way that you have given, uh, we've never had a problem financially with the church, and and I, I can't thank you enough about that. Uh, the reason we're going to take a one-time special offering on that day, some of you have asked how the you can give towards uh, all the different things that we're going to need to move in there so as of this week you will receive a letter in the mail uh, from our ministry team have a picture of the inside of the new building which you see out there and it'll have this envelope on it and just pray over this envelope the next few weeks and on that Sunday bring it or if you can't mail it in or so we'll be taking that in over a period of a couple of weeks. But that one Sunday, everything that comes in at March 26th is going to go towards um, the new building. And I know everybody's getting excited about that. And so I just wanted to share that with you. If you have any questions, see one of the ministry uh, leaders. And we'd be more than happy to ask any questions about that. But on that, it will say our needs that we have, coming up, and also the wants as far as the new entrance that we want to put up, and then also to pay the rest of the uh, debt off. So anyways, I just can't thank you enough, and everybody's kind of getting a little bit excited about getting in there, and uh, it's just truly a miracle what the what the Lord has done with that. So anyways, turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 14 and 15. As we finish this series on angels, I really wanted to go further. We touched on this a couple weeks ago, but I really wanted to go further with this because what we see happening in our world today, and what we see happening in the church. Uh, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that we have your word, which is truth, the doctrine that you've given us from the very beginning of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for that. And Lord, it gives us a way that we know to live in the time that we're living. May we hold fast to that truth, and we know when we do, it strengthens our families gives us hope. Lord, we'll give you all the praise for what you do through the power of your spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at God's word today, we're going to look at the angel of deception and what actually is that when it comes to Satan. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. No wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. You know, we have something that's being taught in our world today today in the quote, quote, faith world. And you're hearing it more on podcasts or or Christian authors, and especially in the music industry. And it's called deconstruction. Deconstructionism, if you want to even look at that. And what that is, is the thought of, well, you know, I used to believe this about the Bible, but, you know, as I've gotten older or things have changed in my life, I think I'm going to tear that down and then I'm going to bring into what I would like it to be. And what we have seen happen in our world is it's bought into that. And what that has caused a tremendous amount of confusion in churches all across the United States. Hey, I want you to know today, God's word hasn't changed. It's still the same. It always will be. It's truth. And it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Well, if that starts to happen, what do we see the result of that? Well, I want you to look at another passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. They will heap... Up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables. A couple examples. You know, in our world we're living in today, it's, it's not very popular to talk about certain things from the pulpit, but if we don't talk about those truths, i I tell you what happens. There's a form of of leadership and respect in our community that becomes to crumble and gets destroyed. I'll give you an example. Did you see this week about the teacher? The teacher was brutally beaten by a student because she took his attendee away from him. Brutally beaten in in one of the school systems. I couldn't believe it. You know, and, and what has happened in our world today is that because we don't have the respect of authority, and that authority is what brings us truth. In our world today, this is authority to the believer, at least to, to us here. And a couple examples that we have that might not be popular, but if we believe and hold true to this truth it will protect you. You know, what we're seeing is disturbing to all of us. What's being taught to our kids, a boy's not a boy anymore, he's a girl, a girl's not a girl anymore, he's a boy. I told Ben, and I've said this before, any of you that are parents, that have kids that are eight years old, you wouldn't just take your car keys and throw them at them and say, hey, go ahead and experiment on the road there. And when you got it all figured out, just come on home. But this is what we're doing. Even so much more with a child. I want you to know that we, we are at a place to where that there is such deception in the world that a teacher was just fired in California because she actually told the parents because the school system was trying to, would actually hide what the student changed from I think a boy to a girl and the parents were not told of this. The teacher told the parents and because of that, the teacher was fired. This is what we're living in. Where does that stop? I don't know, but I do know this. I know that that if, the responsibility lies to me in our society today holding on by a thread is churches that will be willing to stand up for what this says. We at City Church will do that. Whether it's marriages between a man and a woman and, or whatever might come along down the road that deception... The angel of light, Satan, the world that we're living in today, is changing everything that the Old Testament says what once was wrong is now right, and what was once right is now wrong. So, what is God telling us to do today? First and foremost, all of us, is to be aware God says to test the spirits. Test the spirits on what is happening. You know, part of the problem is, it's my profession so I can talk about it. Part of the problem is pastors today and being laughed at for not only what they're teaching but what they're saying. And I heard a pastor share just a few weeks ago. He said, you know, I decided to drive my Bentley to church this morning, and tonight I drove my Rolls-Royce. <laughs> what kind of respect is the world going to give pastors today? And then also, we know what is happening in the manipulation of finances and all the different things that have taken place in that way. See, what I'm getting at is today, if there's a lie out there, we have to be strong enough in truth that people see it and they see that there's substance to it on the one who's bringing it. Another example. All the podcasts, all the different things that you see, all the faith healers that we see, you know, all everything that's happening on television evangelists and all the manipulation, all that goes on. And I've often said this, there's nothing greater than a child, a childlike faith, right? We all agree with that. There's nothing greater than a childlike faith. So if those are willing and being able to heal in that way, which we see all this manipulation, which is confusing, which the author of confusion is Satan, that angel of light, the deception today, it is so confusing. I say let's, with a child that has such a childlike faith, let's go down to Akron Children's Hospital and let's take those pastors with me. Let's heal those children and let's see that happen. See, I'm a little frustrated today, and you don't really hear me preach so much like this because I see what has happened to our nation. And we've got a small window of time to stand up for what is true and to push back against the deception that we're living in. God help us for where we're at. Say, so, what... What are we leading up to? Where's this headed? Where's this deception going? Well, I'll give you another example. Let's go even further what's going to progress to in Revelation chapter 13 and verses 13 through 18. Where are we headed at our society? And why am I talking about this? Because our world is groaning for peace. Everybody is searching for peace. And we are on a so close to World War III. And we're living in these times of the end of the end. And if I would share with all of you that I believe within a a matter of years that this is all over with, how would that change your perspective on the way that we live? I believe it would drastically change it. And how that we would try to do our best to live God's way, which is truth. What is going to happen at the end, and then we're going to bring this all together, in Revelation chapter 13, verses 13 through 18. What is that antichrist? What are we going to see happen? What deception are we going to see? And I'm sharing with you today, because this is where we're headed It says he performs great signs so that even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men and deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which is granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. And he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause, as if many would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of man. His number is 666. Six, six. Why, did, why did I bring this uh, and put this in here today? It's because we're rapidly heading there. And, and I just want you to be aware. This is just kind of a little bit of a wake-up today of the deception that we're living in and to know that God is showing us that we're headed somewhere, and that's where we're headed. You know, that phone I really believe that we have, which is actually an extension of of our hand today, you say, well, how is this going to all happen? How is this all going to come together? And then we're going to bring this all together just with one more verse. The way that we see, which I somewhat believe that we have we have what's called uh, that you can see a uh in front of you that you think that something is real but it's not, and you can get that and you can actually see it on your phone I' believe there time will be during that time that all of those just like. Nebuchadnezzar's day, they fell down and had to worship when the music was played. I believe there'll be that phone that will be taking place, and you'll see that hologram pop up on your phone, and you will have to worship that beast, and if not, it will show on the phone that you didn't ping it right, and the authorities will show up at your door and ask you, why are you not worshiping the beast? That's what I believe is going to happen. Why am I talking like this? Because we are close. And if we are that close, you know what? It changes our perspective. You know, it actually makes us, it makes it actually easier to live the right way. Because when it says that in the book of Matthew, Jesus was getting ready to leave this world and the disciples says, how, Lord, what do we look for? And he says more than anything else twice in that passage, don't. Be deceived. Don't be deceived. And that's where we're at today. There's so much confusion in our world. But we know, God tells us in this time, to look for the blessed hope. To live in such a way that we know Jesus is coming back. And if you've attended here at many times or any time at all at City Church, you'll know, yes, we want the Lord to come back, but we also want the Lord to wait a little bit. And why is that? Because you have friends and you have family, and I do too, that are kind of out there. And we want to see them in heaven. What is one of the main ways... As I close this today, and it's been a different kind of message as we finish this series up about angels and that angel that will come, the fallen angel, Satan, devil, slanderer, evil one, whatever he tries to do to your family, whatever he will try to do to your walk with the Lord. What is one of the greatest ways that you and I can live in this world today? and have peace and have joy and really enjoy every day no matter how bad it gets because we are living in an age of deception. Isn't it unbelievable how much that we're lied to again and again and again bold-faced right in front of us on our televisions by our government? I mean, there's just no way around it so what does God tell us what I want you to get today I want you to leave here with some hope I want you to look at one last verse about angels in Revelation chapter 5 and verses 11 through 14 Revelation chapter 5 and verses 11 through 14 someone once said how many angels are there Well, we know a third fell with Satan, so two-thirds were with God still. Then I looked, and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands... Someone is saying billions by now with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. You go back to the Old Testament. King David. King David was a warrior. He did a lot of bad things. He killed Goliath, but he also did a lot of bad things. But why does the Bible say he was a man after God's own heart? You know why? It's because it was a way that he worshiped. That's why. It's not because he killed Goliath, not because he was a king, not because he was a mighty, mighty warrior. Even the way he was so careful with the Ark of the Covenant. I want you to know today to transform and to change your life in this age of a deception is this. If you can learn every day to worship, whether it's music in your vehicle or whether it's just thanking the Lord in your car or whether it's at home, to praise him over and over and over again as the angels will do forever and ever and ever. I want you to know that you begin to have a joy and a peace in your life because I I talk to you every week. I know what's going on with many of you right here or that are watching. There is a lot of hurt. There's a lot of things going on. And what helps that is to know That you have a risen Savior that loves to hear you come before him and to praise his name. And when you do, when you praise his name, I guarantee you he will turn around and he will bless your life and he will give you joy, and he will give you peace. And as that verse just said, he will give you wisdom, and he will give you understanding in this time of deception because you chose to put him first in every area of your life. And when we do that, and when we praise him, and we give him glory in all that we do, I know, I know without a doubt in my heart that this week for you will change. Because when you see how dark it is, or what you face at work, or what you hear in the news, but you know that you serve and that you worship one who has defeated death, hell, and the grave, And the Bible says even in the book of Revelation that we overcome him by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb to know that in this world that is so dark, we, we have hope. And when we know we have hope, we can go to bed at night and we can say, Lord, thank you. I know I can't be with my kids all the time, but you have your angels there. I know I can't figure everything out, but, but you see my future. And I know even when I fall asleep, you never sleep or slumber. You're always there for me. I'm here to tell you today, there's nothing better in this age of deception that we're living in to know that we have truth and we serve a risen Savior And we look forward to the day, as God tells us in the book of Matthew, look up. Because we're getting close. Look up for your redemption. Draw us nigh. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed as we do every week. We have so many people that watch on our apps or listen uh, one way or another on social media, and we always do this. If you're here and you're tuning in and you're confused, I want you to know if you're willing to right now take a step of faith and believe that Jesus, which he is, is the son of God and he came to this world and died on that cross 2,000 years ago for you and for me for all the world and he shed his blood for anyone who's willing to accept him as their savior you say Dallas what, 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 do, I, what do I have to do well first thing is you, you're willing which you're right there So by faith, all you have to do right now with me is just pray this prayer right now. Dear Jesus, I believe that you're God's only son and you came into this world and you shed your perfect blood on the cross of Calvary for me. Right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me for all my sins. From this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you for those that have accepted you today as their Savior. Lord, we thank you. Lord, in this time, this dark time that we're living in, we know we see the light. And Lord, if there's someone here today, a friend or family member, You tell us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And as Ben leads us in this closing song today. Lord, if there's someone here, may a friend or family bring them forward. And I'll pray with them. And they can find heaven as their home, just as others have done today already. We ask it in your holy name. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope and all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life if you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer, dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin and right now Jesus I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and from this day forward help me to live by your resurrection power in Jesus name